Hello, it is Tuesday, December 1st. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. And here are today's topics. The UFC has more or less turned into a content creation mill these days, and where the number of UFC events is more important than the quality of those events. Dana White might be a good steward for the folks the UFC makes money for, but he is not a good leader. The UFC rankings team still contains a website that withdrew from the rankings pool about a month ago, and transparency is really needed if the UFC wants fighters, fans, and the media to trust its official rankings. And now on with the show. want to take a look at the UFC as a content creation mill and why I, why I feel that it has turned into that and uh, consider when, when that change took place. And I think the biggest change in the UFC took place in 20, between 2013 and 2014. In 2013, the UFC had 33 events. And then in 2014, it jumped to 46. And then that's when I think the idea of the UFC as a content creation mill really took off. I don't think that was the, the when the UFC switched into a content creation mill. I think that's when we saw the start of it. I think the UFC during that time and after really did try to put together full cards and decent cards that would make fans want to tune in. But again, that was the start of the content creation mill period when it was when it turned into more important to stage an event than to than to put together a complete and total event that could be promoted. 33 uh, fight cards a year still pretty pretty much pretty many um you're still getting more than one every two weeks and so that's when the control of promotion kind of took off and leapt out of the ufc's hands and the ability to promote um, an individual fight card became a little more cumbersome still able to do it but a little less you know a little less control was baked into that promotion at that time. When you get up to 46, now it's totally out of your hands. Now the whole thing becomes just getting to the next fight card and delivering that and trying to hold on to the main event and trying to promote whatever the main event is, but pretty much not a whole lot else can get promoted when the focus is a fight card every week. And I think what we've seen this year is that I think this is where we've come to the realization that the UFC is not a fight promotion, but the UFC is, is nothing has turned into nothing really more than another content creation mill that its sole purpose is to churn out content, deliver content, and reap the financial rewards of content. And nowhere in that conversation is quality or quality control or promotion part of the deal. And the reason that is, is because of the way the UFC 
and ESPN deal is structured, it's just deliver content and I believe deliver a title fight for every pay-per-view card. And so when that's your basic outline of what you have to do and the UFC, I mean, sorry, ESPN is just focused on the number of cards you deliver in a one-year period, while then content becomes king and that's what the UFC focuses on. And I think that's what the UFC is focusing on in 2020. I think that becomes clear when we look at how many fight cards have lost main events as of late. And another one happened today when Leon Edwards tested positive and had to drop out of the Hamzat Chimaev fight because of COVID-19. And now it's just going to be replaced by the co-main event. So it, the UFC has turned into like a, a New England Patriots kind of deal where it's next man up, so to speak. And that's what the main event will be. No consideration really to the quality of that main event, only that that fight is going to be the main event. And I think what we miss out with this content over quality uh, aspect of the UFC these days is that the only thing that gets promoted is the UFC and Dana White. Maybe the pay-per-views get promoted a little bit, but for the most part, the timing just does not allow promotion. It does not allow forward-looking or backward-looking content to be created and um, sustained on the websites that cover the UFC. They're only covering it week to week. It does not uh, allow for, and this is probably one of the reasons the content creation is so important to the UFC, it doesn't allow for the media to dig too deep into what's going on behind the scenes because... By the time you get an answer on some some issue or some questionable um, item that the UFC has is in the midst of, well, now you're three weeks past when that happened, and no one outside of a small group that is interested in the minutia of the UFC even remembers that that happened. So that's the drawback of doing deep dive journalism for the websites, which I'm sure the UFC is. If fully they, they fully enjoy that aspect. Um, and I think if the UFC fully enjoys the fact that you can't promote a fighter so much as you just promote the fights, I'm sorry, the events, the UFC, and and that's it. So outside of someone like Hamzat Chemaev, um, you didn't really hear about anybody this year. And even uh, Habib Nurmagomedov's retirement is kind of getting glossed over because there's just so much going on in the UFC from week to week. Um, it's just content over quality and content is king because the end of the year, the big payoff comes not by the quality of cards the U UFC has delivered to ESPN, not by the ratings, not by the pay-per-view sales, but by the fact that content got delivered and the, and the quantity of content that was specified in the contract got delivered. And that's what the UFC gets paid on. Maybe that'll change in the future, but that's what we're looking at now. And so that's why we have content over anything. That's why um, last week when you could have argued that the event probably should have been canceled when it lost the main event, that's why it had a next man up main event. That's why if something terrible happens going forward, and events can still happen. 
You're just going to get whoever is next in line to fight. It will be the main event because nothing matters except delivering a card with a minimum number of fights on it. And I think the UFC is going to suffer for that in the, in the long term. I think we're going to be in a position where this is probably going to go on for quite a while longer. And if the option is just deliver fight cards that are kind of uh, just fight cards and nothing to get excited about, I think eventually the number of pay-per-view sales and the number uh, and the and the ratings will drop. I I do think that, especially if other sports are going on. Maybe not so much if the UFC is the only game in town, but especially if other sports are going on, we're going to see that happen. Um, and so right now, until something big happens, something changes in the way ESPN and the UFC work together, this is what we're going to get. We're going to get poor cards. We're going to get fighters falling off that are ill. And we're just going to get card after card after card. And it's not going to change until a vaccine for COVID-19 is developed and until enough people get the vaccine that herd immunity kind of um, falls into place. Until then, I think we're in this position where the UFC is just going to focus on delivering an event. It doesn't matter who's on it. It doesn't care who's on it because the UFC knows at least X number of people will tune in to watch every event no matter no matter who is on it. And until that changes, that's what we're going to get. So, yeah, right now, over the past, you know, six plus years, the UFC has been a content creation machine, a content creation mill, and it's not going to change unless the fans make a change. And it's not going to change until the ESPN deal changes in some way. So a lot of moving parts, but... This is why you're getting watered-down cards with fighters you don't know on them week after week after week. And this is why it's not going to change anytime in the near future. I've discussed this before, but it's time to discuss it again. And that is Dana White, while he is a good steward for the UFC and the UFC bosses and the UFC investors, he is not a good boss. I'm sorry, he's not a good leader good steward for the people above him, the people that he ends up putting money in their pockets, uh, but the fighters, and I would imagine the staff of the UFC, he is not a good leader. Uh, a leader, well, the main thing a leader does is lead by example. And then when you're in the middle of a pandemic and the leader is saying, well, you know what, it's like the cold and the flu, we're all going to get it. If I'm on that leader's staff, I know he doesn't take, one, he doesn't take it seriously. Two, now I'm kind of forced to follow in that same kind of path because if, and, and we've heard talk of this kind of thing in the, in the Republican Party where folks in Washington would show up, uh, Republicans would show up not, would show up wearing masks and then they would get ridiculed for wearing masks. Now, I don't know if White would do that. I'm not saying he does. I'm not saying he would, but I am saying that I could see that because he has never, from day one on this, worn a mask in public. He has never, from day one, seemed to take this seriously. 
during the early stages, the UFC's focus was on staging fights. They held that fight in Brazil with no precautions. They came back to America, and what did they do? They tried to find a location that there was no regulation to hold a fight card. And re remember, this was at a time when, you know, the, the sto story that the UFC had run toward regulation was still, you know, something that it bragged about. And then a pandemic hits and a state-run athletic commission shut down. So the UFC finds or tries to find a location where it can run an event without government oversight. That's not running towards regulation. That's running it from regulation. And that's a bad leader. A good leader would, would stick to his standards, which were we run towards regulation. We do everything the government wants us to do. And the way the many athletic commissions run, doing the things that the government wants the UFC to do are the bare minimum. Some states are different. California, New Jersey, Ohio have more stringent athletic commissions than some other states. But the most part, most states, the government requires the minimum when it comes to athletic commissions and overseeing of fights. So that's not a good leader. That's a good person to have running your com company if you only want and your only concern is profits and maximizing profits because that's the kind of person who's going to do anything to put on an event. And that includes running away from um, what the government wants it to do. And so that's what White did. Now, and then when that got shut down, he didn't blame himself or look inward. He blamed the media for trying to get him to not hold an event with no precautions. And that took with a lot of the uh, less informed uh, fans because they're, they're, they just want to see fights. They just want to see the, the fights. They don't care about the back, the back, the background. They don't care about the dealings. They don't care about regulation. They just want to see fights. And then when the UFC did get um, some pandemic um, standards in place, some protocol in Nevada, well, Florida was a failure for the most part because things were put together quickly and there was no oversight of that. Then Nevada came and there was some oversight and we watched to see how things worked out. And in the early stages, the things worked out pretty well. And now we're seeing an increase in testing. I'm sorry, a positive tests. And we're seeing that in Nevada and where we once heard about how the bubble in Nevada would work. We're not hearing any more talk about a bubble. We don't know what's going on at the UFC apex as far as testing and protocol or if things are even being handled uh, to the standard that they were written, but we're seeing some scary things. And, and that includes a rise in the cases over overall and in Nevada, but the rise in the cases in the UFC is frightening when it comes to the fight, fight cards in Nevada. And still, as the positive tests rise in the UFC, Dana White refuses to lead by example. He refuses to make a statement based on science. He refuses to, to wear a mask. He refuses just to have some common sense about this. And I don't know why. But his latest statement that, you know, the UFC will keep moving and everyone's going to get it shows A, 
that he doesn't care about the fighters who are getting it. And B, his focus is strictly on presenting fights and then getting into next year and presenting more fights. And so while that might appeal to the kind of knuckleheads that are only interested in fights for fights, uh, other people that consider health, safety, and the well-being of the fighters, they are going to be alarmed by how White is leading. And that's not how you want um, a leader of a company to act. That's not how you would want your boss to act. So why is it okay for Dana White to act like that? I think he's endangering the fighters. And worse, I think once they are endangered and, and un, in poor health, I don't think the UFC is doing anything for them because they are just independent contractors to the UFC. So the whole thing's a mess. And it points out that while White thinks he's a fight genius, he's more or less a carny barker that cares only about income and satisfying his bosses. And in some ways, that's capitalism. In other ways, more important ways, it's inhumane, it's dirty, and it's not um, anything that would endear White to a top-level recruit in any way that would want to work for the UFC. When you show me that you don't really care about humans, that you only care about the bottom line, which is what White is showing us during this whole pandemic, well, then I'm not really curious to how it would be to work for you. I can figure out it would probably be pretty shitty to work for you if you don't care one iota about human life or the appearance you're giving out is that you don't care at all about human life. Um, so that's what I would consider when, you know, if I was in the job hunt or if I was a fighter, which of these promotions looks like it's taking care of people better than then you base your decision on that. Because, you know, to some folks, money is important, but it might not be the most important thing. And like I said, Dana White, good steward for the cash that flows around the UFC. Terrible boss, terrible leader. He does not lead by example, unless that example is, you know, you want a poor example as a boss. Because if that's what you're looking for, gold star to Dana White. Last week, I did a dive into the UFC rankings and found that about half of the media pool that works on the rankings for the UFC either was defunct, hadn't covered the UFC in a while, did not have full coverage of the UFC, or was covering different promotions and not the UFC. And one of them, one of the uh, people that was on the pool had even left the, left the, the uh, rankings pool a few weeks ago, but they were still being listed as a, a voting member. And so the new rankings came out on Monday, November 30th. And to my not not surprise, um, all those outlets were still listed as voting members of the of the rankings pool. And also not a surprise, there was there remains a zero transparency as far as who is voting when and who they are voting for. Another aspect that I thought should be advertised, uh, well, not advertised, but exposed for the sake of transparency on the uh, official rankings webpage. So 
Again, we don't know who is actually voting. We don't know who they are voting for. We just know that the UFC is listing them on their official rankings. And while many consider the official rankings kind of a joke, they're not that much of a joke when they are used to matchmake and used for uh, maybe used for paying fighters based on where they rank and how they land in those rankings. So there's a lot of repercussions for ranking high and there is no transparency, which strikes me as very troublesome. So I'm going to follow up on this again. I'm going to try and speak to um, many members of the rankings pool and see their feelings on everything. But, you know, the least the UFC could do, the very absolute least the UFC could do was to clean up the pool and dismiss and uh, erase the ones that are not actually voting on the reg. And those that are, you can leave on there. And then the next step to that would be, once you clean that up, should be transparency. Now, I know some fans don't care, but I also know that there are fighters, fans, and media people who are curious about the, the reality of those rankings. Fighters should be curious because, like I said, their placement on cards and how they are possibly paid could be due to those rankings. And if they don't understand where the rankings come from, that's pretty unfair to them. So again, this is something that needs to be cleaned up. And the thing is, this isn't anything like, you know, drug testing or anything crazy. This just can be cleaned up by a change of the rankings website and by, you know, removing people from the, from the pool. That's it. That's all it would take. And it would make a lot of people happier. It won't end the problems with the rankings, but it'll end the suspicion that the rankings are, you know, suspicious. If there's transparency and if you remove the pool, if you remove from the pool the people who are not voting, it's all I'm asking for uh, is some transparency. And the UFC is terrible with transparency because Dana White and his megalomaniac um, attitude towards everything is that he has to control it. And if it's out of his control or if someone can see something that might be wrong, well, that's wrong and terrible. And he needs to change that attitude because it doesn't help his organization. It just creates suspicion and mistrust. But I don't think White really cares about those things because of his his I'm always right, you're always wrong uh, way of looking at things. So a lot to, like I said, a lot to unpack. And I hope more people get on this questioning of the rankings and looking into it. It's minor. It seems small. But the reality is it is kind of important. And I hope it does change and does change soon. And with that, that's a wrap for this evening. I will be back tomorrow. And until then, everyone... Stay safe.